Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 80. Wow. Of the Bad Bookers Wrestling Podcast. My name is Chris, and with me today we have Matt. Say hello. Hello. There we go. How are we doing, buddy? You alright? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Yourself? Doing pretty good, actually. Doing pretty good. Um, Jack was going to be here today, but uh, unfortunately, I, I think he would need an early night blessing. So, uh, just us two today. Aye. I'm yes. sure we'll get through it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll manage just about. Um, so, no no real news to go through this time. Um, it's quite cool that doing it this way. Two podcasts a week, we get the majority of the news out of the way with the Thursday one. So, uh, yeah, good system. Um, I think we can just run straight into the shows, I guess. <laughs> yeah, less of the like, 70-minute waffle before we get into Raw and Smackdown and the old days. <laughs> yeah, the new format, new wrestling days, new format and all that jazz. Uh, let us know what you think. We we always we always take feedback, so uh, you know we, we're always welcome to it. So if you uh, if you have anything that uh, anything you want to give us as feedback, then you know drop us a DM or drop us a message on Twitter. We'll do our best to pick it up. Um, right then, so we'll start with um, AEW, I believe AEW Dynamite, the um, the second show, and you know what, I really enjoyed this uh, as a whole. I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, yes, there are still some loose production issues that that, that that are a bit iffy, and I do feel sometimes the, the pyro is a bit poundland, but ultimately the wrestling was decent. I really enjoyed it. My problem with AEW this week is it was incredibly forgettable in that I watched it less than 48 hours ago, and apart from Chris Jericho's promo at the start, I can't remember a damn thing that happened. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, Private Party and Young Bucks was a really good match. I, oh, it yeah, was I mad, it, but it was a, it was a good match. It it, it seemed how do I put it? It was it was almost it was quite over the top, but it was very it was a very good match. But still, a bit just a bit too much. I I can see wrestling vets and I can see Bret Hart looking at you shaking his head, going, "Oh, less is more, man. Less is more." But it it, it 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 was a false finisher fest at times, but it that match was mad. Um, I try to get the order. I try to get the order of the show. I, it started with that match, didn't it? I it think it, yeah. yeah. It, I think that match opened it um, because I'm pretty sure they kicked off with the Young Bucks music straight after their like intro package. Yeah, it seemed a bit weird that they also had Private Party's thing in the back. They, I'm sure they had pi- uh, Private Party's Titantron in the background by mistake because I looked at it and went that sound. Is that Young Bucks? It took me a minute to sort of recognise what it was. But yeah, um, again, production issues, I'm sure they can iron out bit by bit. But uh, yeah, I like Private Party's entrance with the whole coming out with the, uh, coming out, uh, like opening like a velvet rope thing to let them in. That's kind of cool. But yeah, I mean, it makes them feel less of a BTEC Street Profits than they have done in previous weeks. Yes. They're, kind, they're kind of slowly moving themselves away from being a straight-up copycat of the Street Profits, which is good to see because that's what it felt like. Was it um, what, whatever one, whichever one of the um, the pay-per-views that they were on, they did just feel like a Street Profits clone. Yeah. But, um, they are like slowly starting to distinguish themselves in my head, which is always good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I, I don't necessarily know whether ITV chopped it up this time i mean i i do my usual thing of watching highlights and i'll I watch highlights on on youtube condense it or if there's anything major I'll, I'll pick it up in reddit like the whole jericho promo and things like that but i mean as far as i know it was it wasn't chopped up I, i've not seen anything only seen anyone bitching about it this week smoothman's not bitching so there's always a bonus 
Yeah, Smoothman was talking about watching it the other day and hasn't complained that he's missed anything. So I assume that yeah, um, yeah, it didn't get as cut to death as it was the week before. Oh no, it's it's weird if you if you look at AEW the AEW Dynamite Wednesday Night Dynamite as a whole for this show, and then you look at Raw. I, I'm not including NXT in this because that's you know I I, I really enjoy NXT at the minute, but Raw. And SmackDown, and it 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 feels watered down. It feels. Uh, I'm talking about Raw. I'm talking about WWE's flagship products. Looking, how do I put it? It's almost. It just looks and feels childish. When when okay, yes, it isn't. P, yes, it is PG, but it feels childish now. I think if it it feels like it's aimed at children, which I think is the whole point. Or it, it's. Basically, WWE's marketing strategy for the last fifteen years is yeah. aim, aim it towards parents with kids and aim it to at those kids and try and get some of the parents to watch whilst the kids are watching because... and buy this fiend merch while you're there. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, I think the fiend fiend is just for the dads, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, yeah, I just because I'm watching it and it, it feels like old school ECW. It feels. If it, maybe maybe like original form ECW, it feels gritty. It feels, I mean, yes, yes, yes. Production, it's got these very good production in comparison to like you know old school television. But it feels like there's. I mean, I, I mean, I watched Cody's um, promo that he did when after the mat after the um, the show, and it, it's got that sort of cult like figure. If you see what I'm saying. And and that's my big my other big problem with AEW at the moment is everybody who is an AEW fan thinks AEW can do no wrong and they can't see the flaw. Like you, like when you were talking about it, you said yes, there are a, a few issues that need to be sorted out in the production. And in the past, we've all talked about things that need fixing a little bit. But if you speak to anybody online who has gone off the WWE product. AEW is perfect already, and yeah. that's not the case. It's it's a good product. It's a different product to what the main roster of WWE is. It's not the finished article yet, no. and people still need to stop saying that it is because it does need work. It hopefully they'll do that work and they'll improve week on week. Personally, I think this week was an improvement on show one. So already they're they're proving that they're getting better. Yeah. If they continue to do this, then I'm all for it. But um. Yeah, like I, I've avoided the internet after AEW shows. I avoid Twitter for 24 hours. One, because I want to watch the show and not have it spoiled. And unfortunately, when I was hyped for AEW, when Jimmy Havoc signed, I followed all of their social media. And that means that you just get spammed with 50-second yeah. clips of the show and you just immediately everything is spoiled for you. So you well, have to well, stay up. Well, I mean, they do that for the, the for the uh, for the clicks, don't they? They they do they do it for the yeah. Twitter clout, and they've got to. At the end of the day, they they they're trying to draw people in. Yeah, and it's not a criticism. Thousands. Yeah, it's just yeah. unfortunate. It's yeah, a it's, byproduct it's, of the situation, isn't it? And that's and like it, it's a byproduct of being a, a British American wrestling fan because at the end of the day, Raw and SmackDown do it as well. I just don't care about getting spoiled for Raw and SmackDown because mm. they're 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 not as like focused in on like you. You don't mind seeing a 20-second clip of Raw on Twitter because it's a three-hour show and you'll have forgotten about it by the time it comes up in the show, whereas AEW is trying to be that kind of fast-paced thing and 
I, I just I don't want to see Darby Allen skateboarding down and ramp and kicking Jericho in the head <laughs> two days before I get around to watching it. No, that's that's true. And I think I think the difference is is WWE will will show say say for instance for instance we'll, we'll get to it. Say Bailey's change, right? They will show a snippet of that, but they won't show the actual thing. They, they they will tease it rather than show you what actually happens. Otherwise, there's no need to fucking watch the show. But yeah. on AEW, they will show you the thing. Yeah, they show like you it. the whole pro- like the whole Jericho promo was on Instagram and Twitter less than 24 hours yeah. from AEW accounts, which they they should be putting snippets out there. Like if if they wanted to get people to come and watch the show, all they need to do is have him have it open with the We the People chant, have him go on his rant. And then cut it there, and you'll go. Well, what, what the hell, hell is this all about? Let's go and watch the show. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, let, let me just finish off this. Um, I mean, one tiny bit of the bucks, and we can get onto that. Um, because yeah. obviously, the but I mean, to all right, okay, I want to work this out, right? Bucks aren't heels, right? Bucks are supposed to be face here, aren't they? But they but they definitely worked heel in this match, definitely worked heel. Bucks, as far as I've seen, pretty much only work heel but because they've got such a twitter following and a youtube following in it where the elite following that they, they they're never going to get booed so they always get a face reaction and they always are faces out of the ring but i've never seen them in the ring act as a face would they're okay. all they're always on the edge of being a heel whether it's a gritty face or whether it's a, a full heel, but they're definitely not a like white meat baby face team. Okay, I get that because because they, they they were doing uh, revival spots and things like that, yeah. there, weren't they? And and yeah, it, look, again, it was a very very entertaining match. It it wouldn't feel out of place to open an, uh, to open a takeover. Genuinely, to me, that that match itself wouldn't feel out of place from opening a takeover. And, 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 and I'm, I'm not I'm not like overselling it in that aspect because it was a fast paced. False finish fest, which is what tag team matches are at the beginning of takeovers. They are, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, so to me, to me, it was it was a really good match, and but you know, Private Party are now a very credible tag. They but they put over that team huge, and and that's the 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 good thing about the like I've criticised their booking of their all of their um, pay per views on the lead up to it because pretty much always. Cody, the Unbucks, would win an Omega, not Omega, yeah, Omega, Omega. Yeah, Kenny Omega, yeah. It, he would lose, but uh, Cody and the Bucks would win the majority of the time, and and the the guys that, like are in that inner circle were were constantly winning. And what they've done here is they're saying, right, well, we're not getting the tag belts. Nobody, everybody expected them to at least get to the final of this tag team tournament, and they're out in round one. And they've done it in a way where they put over private parties so well. Yeah, they're, 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 they've been put over to the point where you'd be surprised if they don't win it. Like, I assume private party are getting to the final, maybe yeah. against the Lucha Bros. But I mean, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be honest, to be honest, you can't have Young Bucks and Lucha Bros again, can you? So, so it it, it makes sense to me, and I again, I really enjoyed it. Um, sh- shall we get on to? I think arguably. The, the biggest talking point of the show was the unveiling of the inner circle. Um, cra- all right, okay, yeah. so put two things. One, that fucking name is a mate. It's awesome name. That is definitely a Jericho call, and you know that. 
Jericho's a dick, but he knows wrestling. <laughs> and, I mean, it, it's right. basically just calling it calling themselves the Click without being called the Click, isn't it? Yeah. In effect, it's... yeah. Apart, yeah, they're, they're, they're one step short of doing two sweets. But the the other thing is that shirt broke Pro Wrestling T's website yeah. within an hour, which is they, mad. They announced the name, then on it was either Twitter or Instagram, they said, "Oh, by the way, these T-shirts are available." And within forty-five seconds of that tweet or Instagram post or whatever it was, Pro Wrestling Tees is gone. It just crashed their servers. Oh yeah, and then and then at the end of the night, they came out in their last match wearing the T-shirts. Yeah, marketing genius. Yeah, but of course the the Jericho promo I thought was fantastic. I loved it. I mean, I mean, so okay. I can see why there'd be criticism of it on the basis that why do you keep addressing WWE? But the thing is, they had to kill that We The People chant so quickly. To, to make Jake Hager credible, they had to get rid of We The People straight away. But unfortunately, you could see... It's almost like that Simpsons meme where he goes, and you can see the moment just where his soul crush is there. Because <laughs> Jake Hager, bless him, was using We The People on the indies. And now, yeah. never again. <laughs> that That... Your entire gimmick up until it's this dead. point is dead because <laughs> your boss just buried it in front of your face. I, I'm also not 100% sure that We The People was a WWE creative. I think it might have been a Jake Hager decision. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he's maybe. been buried by Chris Jericho live on TV. <laughs> that's what I got from, from the look on his face. He kept a straight face, but the eyes was what sold it. Was yeah, no. Oh, I'm now dead inside. <laughs> I I do like how Jake Hager is because they don't want him on the mic because he's terrible and he's got an awful lisp and he sounds like a cretin. But as as a a silent killer, I kind of dig it. And I I, I I honestly I'm happy for him because because if if because if, Jericho's got him over like that, he's over without without doubt. And it, yeah. Jericho can get anyone over. And quite frankly, that's working fantastically. Sammy Guevara, of course, is. Uh, is a protege of Jericho anyway, so that makes sense. Um, Santana and Ortiz are fucking killers as well. And all you need to do is just hand Jericho a mic and go, right, that's what you need. And he sells the entire thing brilliantly. The Inner Circle is a great name because it it's, 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 it's a play off. Because obviously it's what the, um, the equivalent of what the elite are, isn't it? Because they're, they're like the Inner Circle of, the, of, of AEW. Yeah. And like, no, we're our own inner circle. Fuck you, we do our own thing. Brilliant. Yeah, and like having Jake, Jack's Jack Jake Hager. Like, I can't not call him Jack Swagger, but Jake Hager <laughs> in WWE did not look like muscle because everybody's six foot six and built like a brick shit house. Yeah. In AEW, eighty percent of their wrestlers are around six foot. He looks like an absolute giant. He's built like a brick shit house compared to anybody else. Like. Apart from Luchasaurus, I can't think of anybody who's built like that in that company. No, I agree, and it, it's it's a brilliant move. I mean, who would have thought that the the because because I mean, as I'm saying, Jack Swagger or Jake Hager was an average. You know, you could literally copy and paste him uh, to another wrestler in WWE. He was the stereotypical archetypal WWE wrestler, but you compare him to an indie wrestler who is not that sort yeah. of size or weight or style then you now have uh, a whole new level. And my, what the hell? Oh, sorry, my PC decided to go to go weird. Sorry about that. Go on. As you were. Yeah, but uh, like he, 
I, I criticised Jack Swagger, and I still think bringing Jack Swagger back and putting him in the main event is going against what you've said as a company. But putting that aside and trying to look at things positively, because I'm trying not to just flat-out criticise AEW for everything they're doing because they're pissing me off, <laughs> it's, it's a good... like he, He's coming in the right place in that they've brought him in, they've made him a heel, they've made sure that he's with Chris Jericho so he never has to talk ever. You will never... I doubt you'll ever hear him talk. He might say one or two words. But, like, for the most part, you can just make him shut his mouth and just book him like an absolute monster. And if they book him correctly, which they have the right tools to do because they don't have WWE creative, they have their own creative, the wrestlers are supposed to get their say on stuff. If Chris Jericho knows what he's doing. He's like, I don't like him. I've never been a fan of his wrestling. I've never never been a fan of him as, a, as most of his characters. But he knows the wrestling business better than 80% of wrestlers ever. But he, he just, he totally gets it. And that's why he keeps, he's been able to keep reinventing himself. Agreed. And if, if he gets the choice of what Jake Hager does within AEW, Jake Hager will be fine. Oh, exactly. I, I don't. We don't need him in a wrestling singlet with with uh, like with a USA flag and things like. That. We don't need any of that shit. You just. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I don't want to see him wrestling. I don't. I, and, 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 that, and that's not against him as a wrestler. He was a very good wrestler, but he doesn't need to like wrestle. He just needs yeah. to be there to be the heater, and that and, be, and he's doing be great. The muscle, there. Be the muscle of that of that five piece. If it stays a five piece, if they add more people, great. Just be the muscle of that. And yeah, you might have to have him wrestle in tag team matches or have him wrestle every now and again, but I wouldn't have him as your main guy because I don't think he, with all the will in the world, he was an average wrestler in WWE 10 years ago. He's going to probably be less than average in AEW now. Maybe. It's hard to say. But but I mean, because, because he's got the legitimate Bellator stuff behind him now, he doesn't need to be, he doesn't need to do, you know, gut wrench power bombs and this. He doesn't need to do any of that shit. He just goes and punches people. And that's what he yeah. needs to do. Yeah. He can play off the, the Bellator style and that'll be it. Um, yeah. Right. Should we move on to uh, Darby Allen versus Jimmy Havoc? And now, now, uh, see, this, now, 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 okay, but, but, but before, because I get the feeling Matt might be a bit iffy with this one because it should be Jimmy Havoc. <laughs> but we all know, Jimmy, Jimmy's a very good wrestler. As, as a standout, as a wrestler himself, he is a wrestler, he's a good wrestler. But this isn't the sort of match you want to see him in. Them two together are psychopaths, right? Uh, yeah. As in individuals, as individuals, they are the the archetypal hardcore style wrestlers who will, you know, wrestle on in barbed wire and thumbtacks things like that. We don't need a standard singles match for these two. That makes no fucking sense to me. The other thing that makes no fucking sense is these guys have got terrible records. Why are they in a number one contenders match? Oh yeah, and then the number one contender thing as well. Yeah. Like I, I don't like. You've said right from the start, wins and losses matter, and then straight away you've booked Jimmy Havoc with a one and two or one and three record. One and, one and two, I think. And Darby Allen with a zero wins, one draw, two losses, I believe. Something like that. It, it it's not great, and you know, he got he got a load of shit on Twitter about it. And but and I, it deserves like as much as I love Jimmy Havoc, he does not deserve to be. If if that's the rules of your company, he does not deserve to be in a number one contenders match. Well then, well then, then you think who does? Well, Pac's got two wins. Why was he not in it? He's got two wins and no losses. 
fair. John Moxley was on the show. He's got one win, no losses. Who did he fight then? Oh, we uh, fought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenny Omega, wasn't it? Uh, no, that didn't happen. Did it? No, 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 no. He oh, no. Jimmy. Uh, no, uh, Moxley interfered in. The he interfered, match. didn't he? Yeah. Did they? Did he ever have? Maybe, maybe tonight was his first match. Actually, you might be right. Might but, have been. I don't know. But even even so, I mean, I, I mean, this 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 is clearly just a scratch match because Jericho needs a, Jericho needs to win. Yeah, as and a that, champion. And, and that's the thing. Like they, they, yeah, they they made a rod for their own back straight away with this wins and losses thing because nobody had really any wins and losses because it's week two, and they're like trying to manipulate a, a number one contenders match, even though they've already got a number one contender in Cody Rhodes. For a pay per view booked in a month's time, there you um, go. So we, they, know, so they, we know the result of this, don't we? Yeah, um, and that's the thing. Like we know the result straight away, but I imagine now what you're going to have is Darby Allen isn't going to lose because Jericho pins him. He's going to lose because there's going to be shenanigans with the inner circle. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, especially how how the show ended as well. I mean, as a match, it was fine. It was, I mean, it was it was quite short and the crowd were not feeling it at all. Yeah, I don't think either Darby Allen or Jimmy Havoc have that big a name with the indie circle that also like the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes. Darby Allen, yes. Jimmy Havoc, no. Yeah, I don't think progress I mean, and, and, is really again, on. That, that's not a slight on Jimmy at all. It's just so far, for, for, for the AEW casual... At the moment, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll say there are those. We don't know whether they exist yet. The AEW casual... Jimmy Havoc is a weird English guy who comes in and shouts a bit and then bites people. And staples things to people. And Yeah, yeah. when he, he, he faces like, Joe Janela, it's like... Yeah, and and this is the problem with, with Jimmy Havoc. You need to build it. Like, Havoc said when he signed that one of the things that is in his contract was at some point he's going to have a match with John Moxley. And I don't know at the moment how you build to that with Americans getting hyped about it. Like, any any... Anybody who knows the British indie scene is going to go, Jimmy Havoc versus John Moxley, yes, please. Yeah. Anybody who is American and probably doesn't know Jimmy Havoc that well, they're, all they've seen so far is a couple of times he's been in a couple of hardcore-ish matches and he faced Darby Allen and lost in a thing. They, they need to work out a way of building that Jimmy Havoc character. And I know they had the promo before the match where he said, yes, I'm a, I've been a hardcore wrestler all my life, but I want to prove myself as an actual wrestler because I know I'm good, but nobody will ever let me show that. I mean, okay. Because um, to me, at the moment, Jimmy Havoc looks like a B-Tech Darby Allen, which sounds wrong, which is, and it's not true. But that, but that is how it comes across on TV. I mean, to be honest, them two shouldn't be fighting each other. They should be fucking teaming. Or they, yeah, or, or they, or they, they should be in cahoots with each other because they're both cut from the same cloth. They're both outcasts. They're both, they're both social outcasts who are fucking nutcases and like pain. I mean, what's not to say they, 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 they should be together in some capacity, or whether they should be having barnstormers at their pay per views where you know where they, they tear the fucking house down. Or I mean, to 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 build up with Jimmy, uh, with, with Jimmy and Moxley, all that needs to happen is Darby Allen and and um, Jimmy having both go after Moxley when he's in a match and kick the shit out of him, destroy him. Moxley yeah. goes away for a couple of weeks, comes back and goes, "I want to fight you. Well, I want to fight one of you two at ta da ta da ta," and then yeah. saw it. But... And, and 
The other thing about Jimmy Havoc is we've seen him, I think, have three matches. If this would be, I think this was his fourth match in AEW. Now, if you say, if I said to you, Jimmy Havoc match, what do you think of immediately? Do you think of Jimmy Havoc leaving the match completely fine, or do you think of him bleeding from his face? Yes. I, I, to be honest, when you say Jimmy Havoc match, I think more of the Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, and Jimmy Havoc match, which is the tables <laughs> match uh, of some indie, which is the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just... It's, it, he's I, not, I, I he's not led yet. Like, bearing in mind that they've had blood at every pay-per-view, and they've they've built themselves as this gritty independent that can still have blood and still still do this. Jimmy Havoc is the perfect person for that kind of company. Because if you if you say, go out there and cut your face open, he'll go out there and cut his face open. He'll, he'll do it for you. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Uh, it, it's a shame, but I, I, I don't see... I don't see this continuing. Uh, I, I, I can... Because, I mean, they're smart guys. They know what what will get the fans behind Jimmy because Jimmy's face they know what will get the what will get the fans behind him is watching him bleed for you and and having him give everything and bear in mind he can be a cunt as a heel I've seen the old progress stuff I know what he can be like yeah. I mean I don't think we'll see you know I don't think we'll see the the major points of Jimmy uh, Havoc's progress well, run well that's the so when Jimmy Havoc was, was a heel, he basically just dropped C-bombs all the time. And he, he's been told that that's the only word he can't use in a promo. I was watching an interview with him. I can't remember who. I think it might have been Gorilla Position, but it might be. I can't remember exactly who it was. But they did an interview with him, and basically he said, the only thing that I cannot say is the C-word. And I'm really annoyed about that, because that's half me fucking promos. You. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you've seen character. Didn't I'm sure he had an axe at one point. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. He, what, didn't he threaten to cut Will Ospreay's head off or some? some yeah. Yeah. So like quite quite often he would have somebody's head on the bottom rope and he would have the axe above his head and somebody would interfere and stop him from cutting someone's head off. That happened quite a lot. I don't think we're going to see that on AEW TV somehow. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I see. The thing is, right? I think genuinely. You could put Jimmy Havoc in the in in the inner circle. You genuinely, genuinely could, as just the fucking lunatic, the lunatic fringe, the lunatic. You 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 know it it could work. Just just saying. Anyway, right. Look, let's get on with Rio and Britt Baker. I mean, I it was an okay match. I, I've got nothing to say about it. Rio and Britt Baker versus uh, Emmy Sakura and B Priestley. I mean, it's an okay match. The issue I want to bring up here is... Is the belt? It looks like a fucking well, handbag. Well, the belt is fucking terrible, but that aside, and the Smoothman's going to hate me if he continues to listen, and I, I haven't been able to say this on the podcast yet, but I'm I'm very, very disappointed that Smoothman's not part of us at the moment, and I understand this situation, and I wish, wish him all the best, and I hope he keeps in touch with everybody, because we all love you, Smoothman. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I'm about to bury your bae's missus, because <laughs> Priestley has had three interactions on TV with AEW. She had the women's battle royal for the number one for for the um, contendership for getting into the uh, first title match, where she concussed Britt Baker. Yep. Um, 
and that then led to quite a few spots going wrong because Brett Baker was concussed. So I remember criticising it at the time, saying there was a lot of spots going wrong here. Apparently that's because Britt Baker didn't know where the fuck she was because she'd been knocked out by B Priestley. Um, this week, she gave B Priestley a black eye. Um, <laughs> and quite the stiff. only other thing she did was no sell for somebody's finisher backstage last week. Um, so yeah. I don't know what she's I don't know what she's doing, but um, I didn't think she was this green, but she seems to be quite green. I I, I don't have much to comment because I, I I skimmed over half of this match. To be brutally honest, I rewatched the AEW highlights about an hour ago, and I was at the time I was watching I was watching this Fortnite demo on Twitter on YouTube. <laughs> No, it, it's weird because there, there's apparently some sort of weird Fortnite thing going on and all I could see was like a black circle and there's like a million people watching it and I was watching it as well and then I was half, I was half skimming through this match. I couldn't give a fuck and that, that's nothing personal against the women who are wrestling. It's just, it's just it doesn't mean anything to me because, because, because I'm not that invested in AEW at the moment and, and, and I know that's counterproductive because to be invested in it, you need to watch it. Yeah. But I just... It, it wasn't a match that drew me in in any way. They've, they've not built any of the women's division at all at any point during any of their TV or any of their um, pay-per-views. Like, it's always felt like a very... Well, it's Britt Baker's division, isn't it? Yes, she's not champion, but it's Britt Baker's division. She should be, but she's not even been a massive part of the stuff that they've had so far. They, it's just... Because well, she's been it, injured, isn't it? Well, yeah, um, but like, she, they, they need to think of a way to have some, so, some women's storylines because at the moment there was a title match last week and they've had a title, the the title holder in a match this week. Why was this match a thing this week? There was no build to it. There's no build from it as far as I can see apart yeah. from the... The accidental fact that Brett Baker again hit B Priestley in the head, uh, all the way around even. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, like, con- considering how hot women's wrestling is right now, and that, and and that's not just because of WWE. Women's wrestling is the thing right now. Yet they can't seem to build any of the women out, apart from with all due respect, apart from Britt Baker, who was their flag, who was their mate, who is their star, who is their Becky Lynch. She is yeah. their back image. And I guess Carly Ray leaving and going to fucking Impact for some bizarre reason. Because, yeah, she's, she's just fine with Impact, which, again, doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know what the fuck's happened there. Because, um, t- logically, Impact must have given her significantly less than what AEW were offering her. So, but Impact have... Uh, who's their, they, They've got a, a woman who's renowned as one of the best in the world at the moment, haven't they? I can't remember what her name is. Oh my god, one is working. One is working. Sammy Callahan, and I can't remember her fucking name. Yeah, that's it's the not one. Brief. Oh, right. Okay, I'm going to find it because it's going to annoy me now. But um, they've and they've they've been doing quite good things with their women's division. I've Tessa I don't Blanchard. watch Impact. That's her. Um, as much as I don't watch their women's division, I don't watch any of their content. I don't know anything about Impact. I've heard quite a lot of good things about TNA's. Uh, sorry, impacts a uh, women's division. Yeah, and knockout. The, the knockouts have always been a thing, but if, if yeah, if um, if a if she feels like AEW aren't focusing on the women, then maybe impact is the way she wants to go, where she can go somewhere where she feels like she's enjoying a job. Or maybe this is the the route, the only route she could take to go to WWE. 
Possibly. Because there is no way you can go from AEW to WWE. You can go from Impact to WWE, but not AEW. Uh, but honestly, I, I have nothing to add to this match, so we might as well just, just move on yeah. from there, to be honest. Uh, it's uh, Sean Spears and John Moxley now. Well, I still don't quite understand why Sean Spears comes out with the chair, but okay, fine. Yes, we don't be reminded that you can that you pretty much hit, did an illegal chair shot to the head. Don't still don't quite get why that happens, but okay, fine. Yeah, I, I I I know that this this match was initially advertised for last week, and then obviously they had to delay it because of Moxley's elbow surgery or whatever it was when he was getting rid of this staff mm. infection. Um. I still felt like this match didn't really have any build. I like, I, I am not a YouTube bring being the elite road to not the elite really, no. person. I don't watch. I've never ever watched any of it. And the one that I did watch was in a car park, and they were selling AEW, <laughs> and they nearly made me never watch AEW. That was so funny. We, we were in, we we were all on Twitter in, in a DM group watching it, laughing our head off, going, "What the hell is this god awfulness? This is terrible." Yeah, and and let's get let's like I'll, I'll say now they've really improved since then. Oh yeah, um, I mean I'm not being funny. You know, the the local indie down my road would have improved if that was the case, but yeah, you know, it's uh, just. Uh, again, this is another match that I just didn't give a fuck about, and yeah. again, that, that, that's nothing. Again, nothing personal. I just, I don't, I don't care. Because, because honestly, right, there, there, there's, there's one thing I do need to add, and I know it's completely devoid from most things here, but the fucking wrestling things are terrible in AEW. Oh, They're fucking shocking. I mean, apart, from, I mean, okay, Jericho's one's all right because it's Judas, and Judas isn't too bad a song, but everything else is fucking shite. It really is. I I don't like a single single theme that's in there at all. Not one of them. They're just fucking Bailey's all, new things better than theirs. It's, it's all just kind of g- generic rock music. And I'm, I yeah, I I like the the theme music isn't there at the moment. I I they're not building to anything. There's no build. There's no storylines. Like uh... as, as much as it's a shit storyline, Lana hooking up with Bobby Lashley is a storyline. What's the story? What's the story other than Chris Jericho hates Cody Rhodes and doesn't and and wants to beat him at the next pay per view? What are the storylines going forward in AEW? Uh Jericho and Moxley is the only real storyline. Yeah, so that like they're not they're not building stories. I like- mean, the, the 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 only reason I can see this match being a thing was for after the match because yeah. Cause, uh, yeah, where where, be- where Jericho yeah. no Jericho where um. Hack, uh, yeah. No, yeah, no. Um, Omega yeah. came out with a barbed wire bat. Oh, and, yeah, and, and then like packing it in the back of the head. Yeah, yeah. So you, so you've got okay. So you've got two storylines on the go at the moment, and people are criticising. This is the one thing I see quite often: of NXT doesn't build stories; they just have good matches. And I would argue that there are more stories going on at the moment in NXT than there are AEW. Yeah. And Agreed. and and it, like like I say, it's it just makes the wrestling forgettable because as much as AEW are putting on good matches, good matches aren't enough anymore. You if I, if I want to, I could go on YouTube and watch a hundred good matches from independent shows and from takeovers and from you know the odd main roster WWE pay per view. But if I watch them all back to back, I'd forget about most of them straight away. You yeah. Can, Good wrestling is not enough. You need a good storyline along with your good wrestling. And at the moment, 
AEW aren't giving me any stories. I mean, I, I watch wrestling for stories. I don't necessarily watch it all for the. Um, it's, it's not all about the aerial ability because anyone can. A, anyone in that in that in the, those in, the, in that industry can do it to a certain degree. But like, it's. I don't know. I mean, look, it it, it tease, teasing the Omega situation and, and then adding Pack into the mix is interesting. And but but the match itself. It, I mean, it was it was more about. I mean, it says here it makes perfect sense. It was more about it. It was more about reintroducing Moxley than than Spears, and you know, giving um, giving Moxley's uh, showing Moxley's intensity and things like that. But I mean, okay, fine. I mean, yeah. I, oh, hang on, this is an interesting line. This worked. This worked uh, because of what, what it accomplished. Even if the flow of the match felt somewhat disjointed because of the commercial break. So there was there was a commercial break during a dodgy moment in the match, and it sort of threw off a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like, I I don't get the commercial breaks. I'm totally legitimately watching AEW. Um, totally legitimately. Um, and, yeah, it just... Oh, you don't get ITV Hub, do you? I, I, I can if I want to. I choose not to because it was it was ed- heavily edited. And no, I fine. find that I, when I watch NXT Live, the same website also lets me watch AEW. Oh, yeah, I know which one you use. No, I, I use the same thing, so it's fine. Right yeah. then, so um, let's let's go on to the, the to the to the final match: Dustin and Hangman Page versus Sony Guevara and Sh- Chris Jericho. Um, this match was nuts. It was yeah. it was it, it was a, a very very entertaining match. It was it was just utter 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 chaos. But more for and, and again, not to take away from the actual match itself, but for all more all the more for what happened afterwards, where you had. Cody come in and deliver crossroads and get very, very upset and shouty at Chris Jericho. Then you had Santana and Ortiz come in, and then you had Young Bucks come in, and then and then you had Darby Allen jump uh, do an ollie down the fucking ramp onto Jericho. Uh, it was just, it was nuts. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I'm I'm gonna come at it at a slightly different point, and as much as it was quite enjoyable. Is this not two weeks in a row where they've had a tag match at the end of the ma- end of the show that has no finish? Of course, of course it is because because what because what they're trying to do is they're trying to create utter chaos. In the circle are are causing chaos. You might as well call the the group sanity. They 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 they're there to create chaos at the moment, and therefore every match involving these guys will end up in chaos. Um, but- and, and this this is where my point that I made right at the start, where I said AEW fans said that AEW is so much better than WWE, they're not going to have any dusty finishes, and they've finished two shows in a row with dusty finishes. And yes, it kind of makes makes sense in the terms of it's building the inner circle to be these absolute hard hard as nails mental people who are just going to ruin everything that the young books and Cody are trying to build. It just, it, it, to me, it was just a little bit like, yeah. Okay. Was, is it the right thing? But yeah, I mean, it may well be. Line of the line, second line of the night at the end, again, de- delivered by Jericho. What was it? Uh, to Darby Allen. Sure. What's your funeral, bitch? Fucking love that line. That's fantastic. Uh, Jericho to have the, Jericho to have the now to know that we've got 10, 20 seconds left. Grab a microphone quickly, quickly try and sell this last event quickly now. And yeah. perfect. Fantastic way to end the show. Um so yeah, that 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 covers um that covers AW Dynamite. Should we head on to NXT? Yeah, let's do NXT. Yeah, let's let's do NXT. Well it is in order, I presume. And uh, yeah. 
fucking as a whole, what do you think of the show then? I I really enjoyed it. Like it wasn't on the same level as the week before, um, and I I did say this last week that I was concerned that NXT isn't going to be able to put on a pay, uh, on a pay per view style weekly show like they did last week all the time. I still think this was a a, a good weekly show. Oh yeah, it's not a takeover. It's it's a it's a good it's a good NXT week, isn't it? It's it's one of those because uh, obviously you get some filler NXT weeks, and sure they do happen, but this this was de- this definitely felt like a good NXT week. Yeah, I mean it started with Leo Rush and Drew Gulag, which was a fucking good match. They've really, they're, I'm I'm happy to see that they're trying to they're, they're putting something behind Leo Rush now because he's a fucking marketable guy. He's he's incredibly athletic. He's a charismatic, good-looking dude, and and he can sing, he can rap, he can chat. He's amazing on the mic. It's just just don't put him in Lashley anymore. I mean, yes, yeah. he, yes, he's a bit of a dick, but so what? Most wrestlers are a bit of a dick. I'm gonna say he's not in the minority. Exactly. As a wrestler. Yeah. Um. I. I. I was never. I haven't been sold on Leo Rush before today. Before this week, but I really enjoyed this match. I. I. And as much as Drew Gulak is a good wrestler, I don't feel like he was ever going to carry the decision. The division. I don't think his type of wrestling is going to appeal to the people on a WWE pre-show to buy the pay-per-view. No, which I, I agree think with you. Is basically what the NXT, sorry, the, uh, the, the title was there, the Cruiserweight title was there to do in the past. Now, I don't think it's going to happen anymore because I think they've, they've said it's going to be an NXT exclusive and it's now called the NXT Cruiserweight title. I believe, but, but, then, but then they filmed 205 Live on Friday, so... Yeah, I think 205 Live is still happening for now. It'll probably wind itself down. I reckon what's going to happen is it's there to fill the third hour for now until they make SmackDown a three-hour show, probably after Christmas on Fox. I was that's, that's and that's not. I've not got any insider information. I've not heard that as a rumor. That's me just inferring. And I might be totally wrong, but that that's my guess of what might be happening. But certainly I don't think a two or five live is gonna to have to die out soon it because their to. title is an NXT exclusive title. Yeah. And um, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean the thing is NXT needed another belt. It needed one. Because because everything's so within the Undisputed Era, you've got so many other wrestlers there that can't now just can't get involved because they're because of the uh Undisputed Era situation. But yeah, uh, it was a it was just a really enjoyable, quick match, um, and I, I agree with you to an extent about Drew Gulag. I mean, I, I I love his work; he's fantastic in the ring, but his style yeah. doesn't appeal to the mass audience. His, his yeah. style appeals to the niche. God, that is an amazing. He's an amazing technical wrestler. He's a yeah. He's in, how do I say? He's a marks like he's a marks wrestler. Like he's yeah. he's a, a wrestling fans wrestler. He's, he's not Dean a casual. Yeah, he, he's yeah. It's, it's, it's not Malenko or dare I say Chris Benoit. It's, it's that style of aggressive technical mat wrestler, which is yes, incredibly good to watch, but it won't appeal. If, if you if you compare that to AEW, where they got flippy shit and bouncy but, shit and chaos all the time, Drew Gulag isn't that style of wrestler. So the, I, I can totally see why they put it on Leo Rush. It makes total the, sense to me. The thing that's selling to people at the moment is flips and fast pace. And as it's, that's the total opposite of Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak is uh, wear them down, break them, just kind of like brutalize them to the point where they can no longer function so that you can lock in whatever submission you want to 
whatever whatever submission you want to do. And I, I just I I don't think that type of character is the character that sells the cruiserweight division as yeah. a division. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe put him in the North American title picture some way down the line. Because I mean, I, I reckon him and Pete Dunne would have a fantastic match. Well, he he's basically been the gatekeeper for NXT. So the, like, um, was, was, Keith was, was, Lee, yeah. Dijakovic, uh, Matt Riddle, and um, Kushida all had matches early on with Drew Gulak on NXT. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the, that's a great role for him. And yeah, going forward. Get build him up, have him beat a couple of jobbers, get him into that North American picture title fight. Yeah, I think that'd be good fun. Um, I had a point and I lost what it was just because uh, we, we ended up talking about Pete Dunn there. Um, yeah, again, fantastic match. I, 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 I still do, I still have that springboard stun off the bottom off the bottom rope. It like it does look fantastic. Yeah, the sit down stunner thing. Yeah, it's very cool. But yeah, very entertaining match. The crowd were crowd were really into it, and it was a really nice, really nice way to do things. Um, right then, let's move on to Rhea Ripley versus Aaliyah. You must have loved this because A's Rhea Ripley and B's Aaliyah getting the shit kicked out of her. Like, I'm I'm not like Smoothman. I I don't mind Aaliyah. Aaliyah is somebody who is jobber number one for any woman in NXT. Like, she's I don't think she's won a match since I've been watching NXT. It's like, like, it's maybe... like having Al Snow or the Blue Meanie or Bob Holly. Yeah, and yeah. She's she's not as bad as, as Smoothman was always saying, but. She's she's not the best technical wrestler, but the the way Rhea Ripley and we spoke about how how much of a badass Rhea Ripley is last week quite in depth. So I'm not going to go on it about but the way <laughs> the way Rhea Ripley finished this match with that like scorpion. I don't even know what she calls it. I so can't it, it looks like a clover leaf, but inverted. It was mad. Yeah. I can see a picture of it she, now. It just looks insane. Yeah, she picks it. It's, it's like an like a figure four leg lock, but she's using her arms to do the yeah. what, what Flair's legs do. And she picks her up doing that. And that looks brutal enough. But then she swings around whilst doing it and then throws her up and down and up and down and up and and looks like she's trying to tear tear Aaliyah's leg off. Oh, it was absolutely insane. And then and, and it, it had to be light work. And then, of course, at the end of the match, calling out Shayna, perfect. She is the one. I'm sorry, but she is the one. And the fact yeah. that later later on, um, who was it that squared it? Was it Bianca Belair that also said that she wanted to go at Shayna Baszler? Yeah. And that Rhea Ripley would have to go through her first. It's like, it's, it's great that they're not just saying, well, Baszler's the kind of woman that, Nobody wants to fight. So if you say you want to fight, you get a match. No, they're they're actually forcing you to have a number one contenders match between her and Bianca Belair, so that we then get somebody to fight Shayna Baszler. Which it, it's nice to see that they're not. Even though Baszler's having this monster run, they're not making everybody apart from one person scared of her all yeah. the time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, right then, uh, Bruzango versus someone then the Forgotten Sons. Uh, who are they? Oh, oh they're Ever Rise. That's it. They were supposed to face Ever Rise, and then Jackson Riker just destroyed them. And then, um, yeah, basically, the Forgotten Sons, Forgotten Sons came out and uh, squashed them. Yeah, yeah. Disappointed I... to see Breezango go down like that, but ultimately, it's it's what has to be done. To be honest, simple. Yeah, it, Forgotten Sons. Uh, uh, they tried to build them in the weeks running up to Mania. It didn't quite work. No, I don't think they're ever going to be the monster heel faction that WWE wants them to be. I just think that they've all kind of reached their peak and they're not quite good enough. 
as much as I don't yeah, like. Yeah, I mean Jackson Riker's incredibly green, isn't he? Just yeah, for a, for a big green. man, like yeah, and and the other two just aren't quite. He reminds me of early Dave Strowman. You know what I mean? In the sense that everything's yeah, but, very, very, very sort of slow. But he's had this character for going on two years now, and he's mm. still as green as Strowman was when he was in the Wyatt family. Oh and, God! Well, yeah, like he pissed himself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right then, uh, Cameron Grimes versus Boa, and then all of a sudden, Killian Dane. So Cameron Grimes, I, I don't know much about Cameron Grimes, but all I know is he wins matches within about four seconds every time. He comes out, does that sort of running double stomp, one, two, three, Killian Dane comes out, and it's like, uh, no, mate. And then just, just, well, didn't he just destroy Boa afterwards, just for shits and giggles? Yeah. I like Killian Dane, and I, I love that Killian Dane's in the main event picture, because that's basically, because well, he on very close to the main event picture, because obviously you got him and Matt Riddle are involved in bits and bobs as well, so... I yeah. think this 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 could be good fun going down the line. Um, right then, on to a fucking awesome match: Roddy Strong versus I Swerve Scott. This was nuts, wasn't it? Jesus. Yeah, um, I Swerve Scott had another name at some point, and I had seen him wrestle, but like I've never heard, I'd never heard the guy before. I oh, know, no, tell her, I'd I'd seen Wolfie talking about him a couple of times on Twitter. But so, I, I didn't know very much about him at all. He, he was in this uh, breakout tournament, um, and he, before that, was in the group of like twenty wrestlers that they randomly changed the name of just before this this tournament. Okay, I can't remember what his old name was, but um, yeah, he he. I, I don't think he'd ever really showcased what he can do, um, apart from in the 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 breakout tournament where he looked good in defeat against, I think he lost to Cameron Grimes. I okay. might have got that wrong, but um, yeah, he certainly, he certainly, um, he looked good in that. And he's proven like most of the people that have come out of this tournament have come out proven that actually, yeah, they're, they're ready for at least a mid card run. And this, this is I swerve Scott fella really good against strong. He was working well didn't have to just rely on his own flippy abilities. He was able to sell for strong when he needed to. He was able to counter wrestle as well. It, it, it also showed that, that Swerve really took strong to his limit and strong had to do. He ended up just throwing a end of heartache on him in desperation because he was, he was close to losing many times. And then uh, obviously, yeah. And then that was it, the end of it really. Then you had, um, and of course you had the, the rest of Undisputed Era come out. I oh, know no, they were already us. They already out. They distracted Swerve. Strong, strong hit the end of heartache, and that's it. and then hit the stronghold for the yeah. tap out. And then Cole grabs the microphone, and then gets interrupted by a Velveteen Dream in what can be described as a mildly photoshopped segment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've forgotten about. Oh, this so is, yes, um, go on. You, go like, on you. Body strong is doing the. Is it? Is, was it HBK that did that pose? Yes, like, he did. Yes, he did the, the the naked pose with the belt over his. Can't. Yeah, and and Ronnie Strong has clearly posed for one of those pictures. I don't know whether it went on social media beforehand or whatever. In my but again, put on the put on the Titan Tron, and then Dream said says whatever he, like basically you don't measure up, and then says yeah you don't measure up. Takes the belt away for a clearly photoshopped picture where they've got a giant photo of Ronnie Strong and then a tiny little smiley face covering where it's, uh, it's a no entry sign just oh. up, just just across his non-existent nether regions crowd erupts into laughter strong gets very pissed off and then all of a sudden you hear Tommaso Champa's theme hit and then they shit themselves and run away 
And then you see Chabba just sits in the ring and says the words, Goldie, daddy's home. And that's all you need. Yeah. Brilliant. I've seen people criticise and saying Champa needed to say more or Champa. Champa doesn't need to say fucking anything. He gave that title up. He came out last week and looked at the title. And this week he gave one of the best promos I've seen in a long time. Because anybody who knows anything about WWE, like NXT, knows that Champa story. Because it was the best story of last year. By yeah, arguably one of the best wrestling stories there's ever been. Yeah, and for him to just come out and go, Goldie, Daddy's home was just, just perfect. And Doesn't need anything else. I, I'm so hyped for Adam Cole versus Champa, and um, I really, wanna, I really want to know where Finn Balor fits into this. I think it'll. I think Finn will, Finn will fight the winner. I, 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 I'm, I'm happy with that. <laughs> Yeah, again, that would be a fantastic match as well. And then, of course, you had... Um, and then there was some weird backstage seg- segment where um, where the interviewer was asking... I can't remember the name of the wrestler. He's the one who rips his fucking trousers off and shows his ass, I think. Oh, yeah. I the can't Italian remember. one. And he goes, why are you always about Champa? Why not about me? And then Champa just punches him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, and then what you said, Champa went, I have absolutely no idea. And just walks off. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the other guy actually might have been speaking in whatever language he speaks that isn't English. Yeah. And Chappie just punches him in the face. Brilliant. Love it. Uh, then we had... Oh, this was such a disappointment. I really liked Dakota Kai. All right. I, I liked her work before, but this match was sloppy. Dakota Kai and Bianca Bella, it was, yeah. it was just a bit awkward and a bit shit. Um... Yeah, and and Dakai lost, and Dakota Kai lost as well. So you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm on a returning match. She loses. What the fuck? I'm not a massive Dakota Kai fan anyway. But what's the point in bringing somebody back to a babyface pop if you're going to squash them week one? Like, seems kind of dumb, really. But I guess I guess just to reestablish Bianca Belair as a credible. But there are plenty of other plenty of other women wrestlers in NXT at the moment that could have gone into that spot. And and instead you've you've had somebody lose on their comeback. Pop. Surely the best thing to do with Dakota Kai is bring her back, have her win a couple of matches, and stick her in a triple threat for a title opportunity, or stick stick it, give her a title opportunity. Like she's got so much swell behind her. I know the issue is you've got so many people who are coming getting ready for this this match with Baszler. You've got Rhea Ripley. You've got Bianca Belair's now back on the scene. You've got um, Tegan Knox coming back. That's who, a really interesting development as well because there's beef with Rhea Ripley on that as well. Yeah. This is the thing because th- this is what I think is going to happen next week because Tegan Knox is back next week. And I really hope they don't do it because I because Tegan Knox will get the fuck kicked out of her. But uh, Rhea Ripley's in the ring. She called someone out. Uh, oh no, no, but bear in mind, but uh, they can't do it this way because Rhea Ripley's a face at the minute. But she goes, oh, you know, uh, she calls out Baser. Tegan Nuts comes out. They square off. They fight. Tegan Nuts gets the fuck kicked out of her. That's the end of her return run because it's because Tegan Nuts is a fantastic wrestler and someone who has the look, the style, and the ability yeah, to be I, to be a main eventer. I've seen it. Written online, I don't know whether it's true that she was supposed to win the second May Young Classic. She was supposed to win it, broke, yeah. She was supposed to before win. she broke her. Was it, did she break her leg the second time or do her knee ligaments? Uh, she, she did. You know, no, she did her knee ligaments the first time in, her, in her right leg, and then, and then broke her left. 
Yeah. Which was Which, nuts. Yeah, and, and we spoke last week about Rhea Ripley was awesome in that situation, but Tegan Knox deserves something better than to come back and be squashed by Rhea Ripley. Tegan Knox deserves to come back and... And help. I, no, no, no I, that's I, it. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. I think that Rhea Ripley's going to get set upon by the the, the MMA horsewomen, whatever they're called. Tegan Knox is going to come out and save her. I, I, I don't like that. I, I just think I'll that Tegan Knox needs to be kept away from the title picture for now. She's never, ever appeared on NXT, as far as I'm aware. So bring her in, have a run through some jobbers, have a run through Tiana Conti and Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne and run through that lot or, or have a tag match where her and Candice LeRae face the tag title, NXT, no, the women's tag title holders one week because they're, yeah, do something like that where mm-hmm. you can keep her away from the, the 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 title picture whilst we sort out what happens and how the belt finally gets off Baszler. I I, I don't care if Baszler holds on to the belt for twelve months. I don't care, even if it means she goes over Rhea Ripley. I'm not one of the people who's saying that Baszler's had the belt too long. I think up until now we've not had anybody credible to take the belt off her. Um, I think Rhea Ripley is, but I can also see them saying, "Well, Rhea Ripley's not been around for very very long." we might have a have a match and lose and and i'd be annoyed but i'd be fine with that yeah I, with, I, within within reason as as long as it's a credible loss or yeah or, or it fits in with the story i'm fine with Rhea Ripley losing a match i mean she lost to tony storm for fuck's sake she she's able she's capable of losing matches it's okay yeah. um I, 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 I agree i mean ba- ba- basically can basically can keep the title for as long as she fucking wants and i think and I don't think she has to go up yet. I, d- I don't think that's really, really no right, right now. There'll be no, be no for it because everything right now is about Becky, is about Bailey right now, and Charlotte and Sasha. It's, Sasha, right. it's yeah. a massive thing right now. But then, but then you look at the Raw Women's Division is fucking slim right now. And well, I mean, we don't know what it, we don't know what it's like, do we? Because we've only had half the draft. But yeah, but um, there's there's nothing major looking unless Charlotte well, goes they've, over. They've got Becky Lynch. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. And Lacey Evans. No, Lacey Evans went SmackDown. Lacey yeah. Evans got dropped. Yeah, whatever. Right. Um, right, let's 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 get on with the main event, Walter versus Kushida. What do you think of this one then, mate? I was a little bit disappointed. It was good. Sure it was good. I mean I mean they gave it an A. But I mean they, they, there's always a thing about Kushida not being able to work with big guys. And Walter sure did alright. And it, it it was a good match. It, it if honestly it didn't feel it felt like it needed a bit more time. It felt yeah, quite rushed. I, it, it was, to me, very rushed. I think Kushida did better working with Walter than he has done with some of the big guys he's worked with since he got mm. back. But I still think there's there's things that he needs to work on when he's working with big guys. My my thing is, like, Kushida and Walter are the typical AEW fans wrestlers in terms of they've been at the top of New Japan and the top of the indie scene in Europe. And they could have put on an absolute fucking barn burner four and a half star match if they'd have wanted to. And this just didn't quite deliver that. And I know it's a TV show, four stars is all you can really hope for. I think they could have gone a little bit better. I think there was I think they left stuff in the tank. I think we might get a rematch or we might I think get... we might get a takeover match. I think I think we could get a takeover match for the UK title, which Walter which Walter should win, but yeah. I think we will get a takeover match, and I th- I think it it because as, as you said, I mean, it looks like they they left room for, for for more things to happen, 
and I'm sure that they can down the line. I'm sure that, that, that this won't be the last match or the last you see of the two of them. I want to see Walter go up against other big guys. I want to see Walter go up against Keith Lee. Uh, that would be an amazing match. Or even Dominic Dijakovic, fucking uh, anyone. I mean, it, it, the, the possibilities are endless. Now it looks like Walter's on a, on a lot of US TV now. We're spending a lot more time in the US. Yeah, you get the the possibilities now are endless, and it gets more eyes on do, and NXT UK, which is awkward because no one fucking watches it in our house. So, no, like we can't. Jack, Jack was saying like uh, it's dropped. Like bearing in mind that without two hundred five live, which used to be Jack's favorite TV show, there's nine hours of wrestling to watch. Add two hundred five live in, that's ten. Add NXT UK, that's eleven. That's before New Japan decide to put on uh, uh like their three-week run-up to a Wrestle Kingdom or whatever the shows or are. Or G1. Or, or, yeah. or, you, or you've got, um, you know, I, I know we don't talk about them that much, but Impact are doing bits at the minute. They've got, they've got, they're backed by Access TV. They're backed by Mark Cuban money now. So, you know, they're not, you know, and their productions are going up all the time. The, the Sammy Callahan's doing amazing work out there, but he's just not getting the eyes on the product because it's, it's almost oversaturated. But the, th- but the thing is, the, the glorious thing right now, it's the best time there's ever been to be a wrestling fan. And this is what Space Toast put on, on Twitter earlier on. And I couldn't agree anymore that at the moment you are, you've got so many things. If you don't like WWE, don't fucking watch it. If you don't like NXT, don't fucking watch it. If you don't want to watch AEW, don't watch it. Watch what you like. Because nowadays, the, t- the TV is tailored to you. If you like indie smart stuff, watch a bit of AEW, maybe some NXT if you feel like it. If you want to watch stuff with your kids, or, or if you want to watch something that, you know, you want to see some of your favourite wrestling superstars, go and watch WWE. Or if you want to watch something that's completely, that, that you know, you're, you're, you've got no idea what's going to happen because you've not seen it before, go and watch Impact. If you want to watch shit, go and watch, go and watch Ring of Honor. You know what I mean? It's just, there's, it's, it's a great time in a minute. And unfortunately, we, because of what we do, because of this podcast, we have to watch every, as much as we can. But ultimately, there's only so much we can watch. And, you know, I... I I, I don't watch Raw, the, the three-hour Raw, the two-hour SmackDown, because I've I got a life. We, 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 we all have a life outside of this, and we ultimately watch what we can. Sorry, yeah, that, yeah. Sorry that, was, that was a bit of a rant there that this I, went a bit sideways. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'd like, 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 like I was saying, like I, I really enjoyed the G1. I never got to finish it because mm. I, don't, I physically don't have the time. Like, that was... That was 40 hours of wrestling or something stupid like that on top of three hours of raw two hours of smackdown at the time an hour of um nxt plus a wwe pay-per-view every three fucking weeks it seems like like where they keep pulling these bastard pay-per-views out their asses from because they just leave it have six weeks off for fuck's sake yeah and of course i mean i don't know i mean i don't know how affected because i'm sure there's a there's a new japan show coming up very soon and I'm pretty sure most of Japan's underwater at the moment. So, uh, I mean, obviously, there, there, there was a picture floating around of the dojo um, where where the wrestlers are based. And, um, yeah, it, half of it's underwater. So, but really, yeah, yeah, no the plan is going forward. Did the, did the Formula One go ahead today, by the way? What was that? The Formula One go ahead today. Just As far as I know, yes. Because I know they cancelled qualifying yesterday. I know that's nothing to do with what we're supposed to be talking about. I'm really sorry. I was just genuinely a little bit interested. Um, but yeah, um, obviously Japan have had those issues. But yeah, like there's just there's there's too much wrestling. Like, and because of the podcast, I'm currently watch or 
have recently been watching the wrestling that I wasn't that interested in over some of the wrestling that I'd like to go and watch. And I think as much as the podcast, I will, I will consume some of Raw and SmackDown. I think it's probably dead to me for the minute. I think I didn't watch any of Raw this week and made the right choice. I, I don't think I'm going to watch any more than the highlights of Raw going forward. Um, I'll probably watch next week's Raw, and all I will do is fast forward between the draft picks. I mean, we'll get onto the draft when we do SmackDown, but I'm just interested to see who's on what show at this point. That's that's all I want to know. And that's fine. And again, again, the the beauty of it now is it's preference. You you are able, you're not. For, you're not confined to watching this box. Uh, you're, you're not confined to a certain type of wrestling that you have to watch now because there's yeah. such a variety. Um, should we, I mean, we, we, we've done Walter and Kushida. I mean, Walter won, but, you know, we, we've basically done it, haven't we? Yeah, and, um, and what Walter wins, and he, ha- he kind of has to because he's a champion. Yeah. And like we both said, it'll probably lead to a rematch for the title at some point. Indeed. Indeed. I've just... Ha-ha. <laughs> my, uh, my, I've got the wrong... Ble- so give me two seconds. Give me, um, <laughs> Did you open the SmackDown or something? I know I got the wrong SmackDown. I opened up, uh, was it SmackDown from September? So just give me two seconds. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can talk about SmackDown from September. I can't uh, remember what I'd happened. rather not. Um, there we go. Will it? Yeah, two days ago. But I just use as a reference point because it's just so much easier that way. Yeah. So then we begin with SmackDown. Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins for the first pick in the WWE draft. Seth wasn't booed out of the building, which was very good. I'm happy that didn't happen. I'm not happy that it didn't happen. I know you're not happy it didn't happen. I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to keep within the confines of kayfabe. <laughs> and because honestly, he got a massive pop. So did Reigns. The Reigns got a massive pop as well. And it was, it was a really good match to start the night. I think it was a decent match. No real problems with it at all. Um, we 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 got we got the return of the the, the spear into the pedigree spot, which was kind of cool. But and then I mean I, I I guess it was a bit of an odd finish because you had the the um uh fiend. yeah the, the the fiend come through the floor and attack Seth and then try to and dra- drag him to hell and then uh Rollins escapes and then you see the fiend look up through the floor again, which is meme worthy content right there. And then um. <laughs> Yeah, it goes black again, and then Fiend is somewhere else, and then that's the end of it. And then Raw wins via disqualification. <laughs> so, like, let's just just quickly address the Seth Rollins thing. How, why is Roman Reigns getting booed more than Seth Rollins? Because Seth Rollins is like an uber Roman Reigns at this point. I have and no idea. Seth Rollins is a cunt on Twitter. <laughs> Whereas Roman Reigns was never a cunt on Twitter. You got you got Roman Reigns defending Seth Rollins' Twitter game. <laughs> oh my god! Look, look, because somebody uh, has to. Because uh, someone has to. Yeah. Oh look, it's it was it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. But look, it's yeah. I, I have nothing to say on it. You you and Jack said on on. Thursday about it not being Seth Rollins' fault the way that the WWE booking is. And as much as, yes, that's probably true, Seth Rollins keeps defending the WWE booking on Twitter. He has to. He doesn't have to. He doesn't He doesn't have to say, I'm in the greatest company in the universe. He can just keep his bloody mouth shut. I just wish he would. But, yeah. Yeah, I, like, I don't, like, 
Seth Rollins isn't the problem here. WWE being absolute fucking numbskulls is the problem. Basically, I agree. Yeah, we get into the match. We see the Fiend for the first time since he was murdered. Um, and he's fine. Surprise, surprise. Hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, the Fiend crawling up through the ring. Bit different. It's, I don't take, it's, it's a taker spot from years ago, isn't it? It is, but why did why did he let Seth Rollins go after he had him? May, 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 maybe he just escaped. Who knows? Uh, yeah, that felt a little bit odd. But hey, uh, I, I I don't have anything else to say on it. Um, draft first round of draft picks. We have. Let me see. Where are we? Yes, of course. So then you had. Um, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to read what they were. Okay, then. So the first round of picks. It starts with, of course, the man. The man, uh, Becky Lynch, uh, being drafted to Raw. Reigns going to SmackDown, which again makes perfect sense. I'm um, trying to. I mean, I mean, really? So I'm I'm trying to read this, but because for some reason it doesn't actually list what the fucking draftees were in order. Sorry, give me two seconds. Round one, draft picks. Sorry, this is so unprofessional, but it's doing my <laughs> head in. Because it's doing my head in. Um, was, right then, of course, of course. So yeah, Becky, AJ Styles. Yes. Yeah, so, 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 Be Becky. So, the first round of picks, which were done by um, NFL style draft esque moments, where you had the robot for some reason. It's a, it's an American thing. I don't quite get it. Just saying. Uh, so, yeah, round one picks was uh, Becky Lynch to Raw, Roman Reigns to SmackDown, the OC to Raw, Bray Wyatt to SmackDown, and Drew McIntyre to Raw. Now. I, I like the fact that Drew, that Drew McIntyre's in the first round of picks. Maybe this means that he that they're going to give him, they're going to give him some sort of push. But in kayfabe, it makes no fucking sense. Why Neither are they put in there? And, and why are the OC like bearing in mind champions that and uh, yeah, uh, AJ AJ's um, AJ's UK um, US champion, isn't he? Yeah, but so your US champion is more of a priority than the WWE or Universal champion? I don't know because neither of them have been drafted yet. Like what? Like it just? Oh, it just oh no, no, because they weren't eligible for the first round of because they weren't eligible for this for this round of drafts. The ne the next lot will be because because I'm looking through it because there's no Shinsuke Nakamura in this lot. There's no um, there's no Braun. There's no wasn't no Braun. So there's no Brock. There's no Seth in this bit. Uh, but yeah, so Becky Lynch. Yeah, uh, let me see from there. Uh, we had King Corbin versus Shorty Gable. Who gave him the moniker Shorty Gable? Was that King Corbin? So you will you will now be known as Shorty Gable. Last week, last week he did that, and then hey, Kayla came up to an in, do an interview with him and said Shorty Gable. I mean Chad, um, and he was like, "No, it's fine. Call me Shorty. Just call me the winner. Call me whatever you like, as long as you call me the winner." So now he's Shorty Gable. Like Brilliant. fucking stupid, fucking stupid. Brilliant. Fucking stupid. Lovely. Um, yeah, simple Corbin win. Uh, Corbin end of days, which still looks awesome. I still have the end of days. Gives me, uh, gives me the little sort of heebie jeebies inside. Um, yeah, I've got nothing else really to add to that match. Oh, and then of course, it cuts back to what happened before with the Brock Lesnar and Kane Velasquez, uh, thing, and then the most awkward face off between Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury, which will be, ha which will all be happening at Crown Jewels, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Fine. 
great. Um, I mean, and then Brock Lesnar, was this when Brock Lesnar came down to the ring or was that later on in the night? No, no, no. No, this when Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar was in the ring um, and then Paul Heyman cut one of his standard promos. Yeah. Uh, Rey Mysterio came out with Cain Velasquez. Velasquez says something in Spanish. Rey Mysterio translated it. They said, I'm going to give you another, I'm going to give you a scar on the other side of your cheek, Holmes. And that's it, yeah. really. The end and of that. What I want to talk about is, it, it's the only thing I need to mention in this segment is, Paul Heyman is the only person in WWE who, when cutting a promo, puts over the opponent as much as he does the wrestler that he talks to. He, he's bigging up Brock Lesnar and saying, yes, he's never made any excuses because he lost to this fella, but now he's come over to the WWE and it's it's Brock's, this is Brock's forte. But in doing so, he put over Cain Velasquez at no point in any promo other than a Paul Heyman promo. Does this ever happen in WWE anymore? Because he's a fucking never... genius. Yeah, he's the only one. But why are they not letting him write the, the promos? Because nobody else puts over their opponent. Everybody else is just about belittling their opponent. And that's why WWE can't build stars anymore. Because everybody's just belittling each other. Yeah, agreed. It's all about themselves and not about the, themselves and the opponent. Because yeah. yeah, you can't. You could, yeah, you can big yourself up as much as you like, but if you don't big up your opponent, you don't look strong when you beat the opponent. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. You told us this guy is shit, and then you proved it. What's what are we doing here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So round two picks: Randy Orton to Raw. Fine. That's what? To Randy Orton in the second round. He's fucking terrible. Just piss off. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, Randy Orton to Raw, <laughs> Sasha Banks to SmackDown, Ricochet to Raw, Strowman to SmackDown, Lashley to Raw. I'm off to all, I'm off to all the rounds here because it makes sense. Uh, round three, oh, of course, the dumbness that occurred here. Alexa Bliss drafted separately from Nikki Cross, GG. Uh, Lace, Alexa Bliss to Raw, Lacey Evans to SmackDown, Kevin Owens to Raw. Kevin Owens was in the round three. That makes no sense. Revival to SmackDown. Natalia to Raw. Round four. Viking Raiders to Raw. Lucha House Bite to SmackDown. Nikki Cross to Raw. Heavy Machinery to SmackDown. Shout out to my boy Otis. And Street Profits to Raw. Which I'm cool with. I'm fine with Street Profits um, going, getting called up. I think they could really, really, really sell a load of fucking shirts. They, they, yeah. They're amazingly t- they're talented on the mic. They're great with a crowd. I think they're perfect for Raw. Perfect. Um, right then, let's get back to the show. Uh, Nudo versus OC literally skipped this match. Um, I'm, uh, I mean, I was pissed because Kofi is happy, smiley Kofi again, yet he's just lost the fucking title. He's not pissed off Kofi. He's not, oh, you know, this is just, uh, you know, or uh, upset Kofi or downhearted Kofi. This is happy power, people of power positivity Kofi again, which I don't want. I want to see Kofi upset that he's lost the title in nine seconds and he was given, he was handed to Brock Lesnar like that. It's just dumb. But it was, it was an okay match. New Day beat OC. Uh, anything you want to, is there anything you want to add to that or what? Um, I, it, it, other than to reiterate the fact that Kofi should be annoyed. He yeah. lost the title in six seconds or whatever it was. Like, why is he back to just being a happy, smiling New Day member? But, you know, that's, it is what it is. Now, on Thursday, Jack and I were questioning for a long time, what the hell is Bailey doing? We don't know what Bailey's position is as a wrestler. Is she a heel? Is she a face? Is she leading to become a heel or whatever? And then we got the answer within 10 seconds of her fucking entrance. 
Now, I just want to point this out. I absolutely loved this. I've watched yeah. it back several times. It was the most perfect way to kill your babyface character. They, they, it's it, there's a literal character assassination happen, and it was yeah. fucking perfect. I, I've, I've seen four, at least four different videos of parents filming their kids absolutely fucking crying their eyes out at exactly this, and it it it's perfect. If you want her to be a heel, she's a heel now, and she'll all, like pretty much always be a heel at this point. She's not going to be able to go back to that hugger character. Yeah, I don't that's think she it. It's, it's, but she's killed that hugger character dead forever and done it in the best way possible because those Bailey buddies were the thing that was kind of confusing everything. That like her still trying to be a, a, a happy smiley. I, I want to be the, 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 your idol. I want to be your idol. This kind of, she's just gone, right? Well, if you're going to be dicks to me, fuck the lot of you and I'm murdering these stupid wafty things now. And there was a perfect shot where, where, where she's murdering one of them and it just lands on her head and slowly falls off. And she doesn't break at all. She's just, ah, oh, this this is going to be real. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with this. Because obviously, Sasha's full heel and SmackDown. Bailey, SmackDown champion. Now, at some point, are we going to see one of them two turn on each other? And I think, I honestly think it's going to be Bailey turning on Sasha. Because I think, because I think Sasha's going to start giving the the looks. Because Sasha's always been for herself. And, yeah. And th- this is going to be a really interesting dynamic. Uh, and it's it's great. I'm really happy. I'm genuinely happy that we're getting to see this side of Bailey. And it's a it, it it was almost it honestly it was the talking point of the night. Fuck the draft. This was this was what was the, was the talking point for me. Was that you get to see a new side of Bailey where this this could be a lot of fun. Going down the line, and and she'll get she will get massively over as a heel, hugely over because she can actually she can talk. I mean, when she's not fed lines like she has been before, she can actually talk, and 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 with Sasha with her as well, it's going to be a lot of fun going forward. And oh yeah, she she won the title back off Charlotte by the way. Um, yeah. yeah, it was a typical it was a typical heelish performance, I'd say. Um, I I really enjoyed it and. and- I don't know why Charlotte even won the title, but um, this is why she won the title. What? So that starts uh, Becky. Oh yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it does make sense to to, to establish Bailey as the as the as the heel, the main heel of SmackDown, and perfect. Yeah, perfect way to do it. Natural selection. Yeah, yeah. Even though she, even though she hit that she got hit with the natural selection, she kicked out of the natural selection, which is mad. And then not many people kick out of that. And then, yeah, um, what she won with a roll-up, didn't she? Or so, uh, uh, yeah, so uh, Charlotte tried to do... She did a natural selection, then she tried to get her into the figure eight, and as she... Oh, she dragged sat, her hair, yeah. As, yeah, as she went down to put her legs into the position, she rolled her over and into the into an inside cradle. Uh, it, was a, it was a small package, or if you're an ENC pod fan, a pull smackage. And that's the end of that. And that was and that was the end of that was the end of SmackDown. It was it was an okay night. I mean, the draft stuff. I'm I'm not liking the way they're doing the drafts. I kind of miss the old way they used to do it, but that's just me. Um, but yeah, overall, I think that pretty much covers everything tonight, doesn't it, Matt? I can't think of anything else. Oh yeah, but... one 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 detail. Apparently, Ember Moon's got a nasty injury and will be out for around a year. Um, it, it's not been confirmed, but there's rumours circulating, and there's also massive rumours that Edge is, Edge is coming back. 
Um, there, there is. I mean, he he categorically denied it on Twitter, but um, the rumor is saying more on on right now, right like, now on Reddit. There is uh there, there's a video of Edge on Instagram. Thank you for getting me to one million followers on the gram. Here's a little message straight from the heart, completely transparent. So, and I want to watch it, but obviously I'm stri- I'm recording this, so I can't. Yeah. Um, but safe to say, it's uh, it, it's it, it won't be him confirming that he's going to be coming to SmackDown or coming to Raw. No, but I mean, uh, he, I, he, I, but apparently he's been he is now medically cleared. I can say he he saw WWE doctors. Why would you see a WWE doctor rather than a normal doctor, unless you have interest in going back into wrestling? Maybe whether it's one final match. Well, he, well, he quit the podcast. Yeah, I know he's he's quit the podcast. the The TV show, is it Vikings? He's in. Yeah, the TV show's finished filming for six months. Things are lining up. Like as I don't know whether I'd like to see it, but things are lining up. Exactly, and it's very interesting to see how we go on. Um, I think that I think we've got everything covered now. Then, so I guess all we need to say is thank you guys so 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 much for listening. We all appreciate having you around. Thank you very much, especially just uh, while while we're going through this little bit of transition period with um with me. <laughs> I'm I'm learning how to host, and on Thursday I didn't do a very good job of that, and I'm sorry. Uh, honestly, Helen herself threw me off. It genuinely, Helen herself completely threw me off. And like it was the <laughs> worst place to start because Jesus Christ, Helen herself was a shit. Like as much as like I'm with Jack, it was quite a good pay per view apart from the last twenty five minutes. But I went into the, the pod forgetting everything. Everything like it's the only thing you remember from that show in in six months time when I say to you. Helen SL, you're going to say that stupid non-finish with Braun Strowman and uh, with Jeff <laughs> Wallens and and the the fiend. And yeah. when because if I if you said to me Helen SL 2018, I would say stupid non-finish where Brock Lesnar kicked the door of the cage in and and Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman went to a no contest. That's the only thing I remember from last year. And the fiend Seth Rollins are the only thing we remember this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's basically it then. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're getting there guys. So, so we do appreciate it. So then I guess what I need to do is the plugs and I've, I didn't write them down. So, so well done me. So then, uh, make sure you check out the website, uh, com. Make sure you leave your five star ratings on whatever platform you are choosing to listen to us on. Also, if you would like to send us tweets or get involved with everything that we do, make sure you give us a follow at badbookerswp. Uh, make sure you go and check out the Patreon if you feel inclined to to help us out. If you don't, that's perfectly fine. Nothing changes, and that's everything covered, I believe. Oh, and the, and the website, the YouTube as well. Unfortunately, all the Smoothman videos or any video including Smoothman, what it can't be there anymore. But I'm sure that we we're, we're going to continue to upload bits and bobs as and when we are available to do so. Mainly run by Jack that one. So if you if you if you want Jack to start uploading stuff, badger him at underscore Tiger FM. <laughs> badger him to upload stuff. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I will, or I and Matt will see you on Thursday for the review of Raw. Thank you so much for listening. Matt, say goodbye. Bye. Bye, guys. Take care. See you soon. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. 
Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.